What's up, guys, and welcome back to That's Cool. Today we're talking about, obviously, Game 4 of the NBA Finals and just not what I really want to be talking about today. Uh, after last night's terrible loss from the Boston Celtics, you know, it's still leaving me, you know, not the best, not feeling the best, you know, terrible way to lose, very emotional loss. But nonetheless, we have to talk about it. Now, before we jump into talking about it today, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about yesterday, not uploading. I know there's been two days that I missed this week uh, producing a new podcast. So there will be two new episodes uh, today, obviously Saturday, and there will be one tomorrow for Sunday to make up for the lack of the two missed ones earlier this week. And I just want to apologize for that. I'm going to try my best to make sure that does not happen again. Work has just been really busy, you know, long hours, long days and stuff like that. So I'm trying to balance it all. You know what I mean? stuff like that time's limited for me nowadays but i do have to get better at that and i will get better at that that'll be something that i work on dramatically so let's talk about game four because i think that's the game and the topic that everyone wants to talk about and that's definitely something that i want to discuss because you know watching this game last night i felt very uneasy about it i felt very confused um and very nervous at the same time for multiple reasons but before we get into my actually yeah, let's dive into my thoughts right now so why am i feeling those kind of thoughts right i'm feeling that way because in a big time game right like game four where the Celtics could go up 3-1 and take a command in um 3-1 series lead and be in the ultimate driver's seat right there they basically determine their uh, outcome they kind of fold. They felt they folded, right? They disappeared in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. I think they only had three points in the final five minutes or something like that, right? They disappeared when the going got tough and they lost the game because of that. And that makes me nervous because does this team have what it takes to close out the series? Does the team have what it takes down the stretch in a close game to power through? Right, because when you think about it, Game Seven against Miami was a blowout until the final couple minutes. Game Seven of the Milwaukee series was kind of a blowout as well. Now in Game Four, the NBA Finals, a very big stage, the team kind of disappeared. They sizzled out. They were nowhere to be found. Right. So, is the moment going to be too big for Boston in these next three games? Because that's my biggest worry right now. Is it going to be too big for them? You know, and I I don't know I I don't know if it's yes or no. Right, because they just disappeared. Now, I'm also feeling kind of nervous because, look, the Warriors did not play a good game. Let's not try and act like the Warriors played an incredible game. Steph Curry carried the team, right? They honestly did not have a very good game. The Celtics had a much better game, or I wouldn't say the Celtics had a much better game, but the Celtics played decent, right? The Celtics played okay, they played decent, and they still lost on their home court, and the Warriors did not play a very good game either. So that's also kind of concerning that the Warriors now know, hey, we don't have to play our best game if we can just hold the Celtics to their decent game. Our decent game is better than the Celtics' decent game. And that's what happened in Game 4. Another thing is the Warriors turned up the defensive intensity. They shut down Boston. They held their stars to very bad shooting. No one really shot well for the Celtics tonight except Grant or Robert Williams who only shot the ball three times, right? No one really shot the ball well for Boston. So the defense for the Warriors stepped up dramatically, and it showed in their play. It showed that they were more defensively. 
They were the better defensive team in that game. Say what you wish, but they were the better defensive team. You know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this game five goes now. Is Boston going to play like they did in game four where they disappeared? Or are they going to come to play? You know, that's the problem with this, the end of this game. The end of this game did not give me confidence that the Celtics can close out a meaningful game in this series. That's what it showed to me. So now let's dive into the stats and then discuss further from there. Starting with the the Warriors, the winning team who won 107-97. Draymond Green, 33 minutes, right? One for seven shooting. 0 for two from three. Nine rebounds, eight assists, two points, plus minus a zero. Um, Draymond was a factor in this game. You know, he might not have scored the ball at all, right, with two points. But eight assists, nine rebounds, you know, that's good stuff. That's production from Draymond Green. That's what you want from Draymond Green. You know, that's what they're not they're not expecting Draymond Green to score. So if a lot of these people, analysts, all these so-called quote unquote experts talking about, oh well, Draymond Green's giving them nothing on offense, but that's been Draymond the last three, four years. He's not been your offensive guy. He's found his role and he's excelling in his role. Otto Porter, 15 minutes played. He had a terrible night too. He went 0 for 2. Uh, two points. One, he didn't do anything in this game. He had a minus one. He did nothing. He was a non-factor. Andrew Wiggins, I think, right now is the most valuable player for the Golden State Warriors. I know that might be a crazy statement, but without Andrew Wiggins, the Warriors are no not even in this series. The Warriors probably don't even make it to the finals. Andrew Wiggins is the sole reason why the Golden State Warriors are in this NBA Finals, and the only reason that it's now 2-2. He went 7-for-17 seven shooting. 16 rebounds. He had some big rebounds down the stretch. Uh, and then 17 points plus 20. I think he had the best plus minus out of anybody in the game except for Kevon Looney. And considering that Wiggins played 43 minutes to Looney's 28 minutes, I think his plus 20 is more valuable than his plus 21 from Looney. So then Curry, 14 for 26, 7 for 14 from 3. He shot the lights out. Uh, 10 rebounds. Four assists, 43 points, five turnovers, but he made up for it, obviously, with the scoring. And he had a plus 11, which is pretty good for Steph Curry. We all know, you know, he was lights out when they needed him. And I know I've been saying that Steph Curry is not clutch, and I'm going to continue. I still back up that stance, but, you know, I do have to give credit where credit is due. He did come to play in the fourth quarter of this game four. He did come to play. He had 10 points in the fourth quarter, four rebounds, uh, two for four from the field. He shot 50%, right? He did He did ultimately come to play in this fourth quarter, so I cannot say he wasn't clutching game game four. Clay Thompson, 41 minutes played, seven for 17, four for 10 from three, uh, 18 points. He had a plus two. Clay Thompson is not what he used to be, and I think that we can all agree with that, right? Clay Thompson is not the Clay Thompson that we're used to seeing. He's not really a threat on the offensive end anymore. And that's why when I was talking in other episodes about how I think if the Warriors lose the series, it's the end of the Splash Bros. It's because you're kind of seeing the writing on the wall right now, right? Curry, he's still got some play left. He's still got some, he's still got a lot more left in the tank, right? He can give you 43. He's averaging, I think, 30 plus this series. But you're starting to see how Clay Thompson is not really the same Clay Thompson that we once remembered. You know, 18 points for Clay. It's just not the Clay Thompson I'm expecting to see in a must-win game. I get it, the injury and all that crap, but 
it, this is not the same Clay Thompson. I don't think we will ever see the Clay Thompson that we saw before the injury that he sustained in the 2019 NBA Finals. I don't think we'll ever see that Clay ever again. On the bench for them, Looney obviously had 28 minutes played. He had six points, 11 rebounds. He was a big factor in this game, rebounding the ball. He did a very much better job. Gary Payton, he only played 10 minutes, but he did have some big-time plays, uh, setting up Curry with a big three-pointer, right, and a very unselfish play. Um, his defense was a, was a, you know, was a factor. He was, he was, Gary Payton played a good game. Then Jordan Poole, 21 minutes, 6 for 13 shooting. He had 14 points. He wasn't really a factor anywhere else other than scoring. Um, yeah, that's what you kind of expect from Jordan Poole, 14-ish range. So he didn't do anything too special. This game was mainly the Steph Curry show, 43 from Steph. And he's the reason, obviously, they won this game. Uh, the Warriors did shoot 44% from the field. They shot 34% from three, and they shot 80% from the line. The free throw disparity was pretty even, to be honest with you. Uh, Celtics shot four more free throws, but they made only two more. So nothing much to say there. If anyone was talking about, oh, the refs are terrible, the free throws were not really a big factor in this game. Jason Tatum now talking about the Celtics. Eight for 23 shooting the ball, four for eight from three. Uh, 11 rebounds, six assists, six turnovers, something that yet again has killed the Boston Celtics. And then he had 23 points. Horford, two for six, uh, six boards, four assists, eight points. He was a non-factor in this game. He really didn't come to play till the third and fourth quarter. You didn't even know he was playing before that. I already talked about Rob Williams, his 12 rebounds, good positive. When, and he had, I think, two blocks. When he comes to play, he's a insane X factor. Marcus Smart, 7 for 18, 18 points. Brown, 9 for 19, 21 points. Trying to speed this up real quick. Derek White, 4 for 12, 16 points. You know, it's it's kind of annoying, you know, when you watch the Celtics play because they're the only team that beats themselves, right? They had 15 turnovers. I remember I saw a stat somewhere that said, when the Celtics have more than 15 turnovers, they're 0-5. So if they turn the ball over, you can almost 100% guarantee they're going to lose the game. And that's exactly what happened. They turned the ball over. They played carelessly down the stretch. Um, they settled for the easy shot. You know, the Warriors, I will say one thing, and I'll credit this to Steve Kerr. He did make adjustments, and the team did play better down the stretch of the series, which they have not been three games prior, right? The Celtics, when I think they were down three, in the fourth with around four or five minutes, maybe even three minutes left to play. The Warriors were telling him, hey, shoot the three-pointer. You know, we want you to shoot the three. We don't want to give you an easy bucket. Shoot it. And they were tempting the Celtics a lot. And the Celtics were pulling up those threes, and they were missing. I think the Celtics went like over five from three. When the, Celtics, and the Warriors were giving them that shot, the Warriors made the Celtics shoot a bad shot, and ultimately why they won this game. Now, that, that's big. You know, that showed, and I think that gave the Warriors a lot of confidence going now in a game five that, hey, we can play with this team in the fourth quarter. We just have to be disciplined and play good defense. And that's, that's exactly what happened. Now, do I think that this series is going to go six or seven? Yeah, I think, or, well, yeah, it has to go six, but I think the series is going to go seven now. I think that they're going to split the next two and it's going to go to a seventh game. And if you're the Celtics, again, that comes back to my point about what I made earlier in this episode. Clutch. And, you know, do they have 
are they able to play down the stretch? You know, in a close, meaningful game, can do you know if the Celtics are going to show up? You know, and they didn't in game four. Would they in a, game, in a seventh game? You know, those are the questions that you have to ask. When the lights got the brightest in the fourth quarter, Celtics did not show. Would they show in this game seven? That's the biggest question. Um, so, yeah, that's my takeaway from this game. I think that this showed more that the Celtics, you know, did not come to play when the light when it mattered most in the fourth quarter, which is unlike them. But you also got to remember what was at stake. You go up 3-1, you're in the driver's seat, you can be comfortable, you can be relaxed. But they weren't, they did not come to play like they should have in the fourth quarter. And like I said, I'll take back everything I've said about Steph Curry being not clutch. Well, no, not everything, but in this game, I will take it back. He was clutching this game in the fourth quarter. He did come to play for him. So, yeah, I mean, when you, that's really all you got to talk about when you discuss game four. Um, coming to game five now should be very, very interesting. Seeing how they come to play is going to be quite interesting. I'm not looking forward to this game five at all. The nerves are already kicking in. So, yeah. You guys know there will be an episode out tomorrow. Tomorrow will be something football-related, considering the football season is slowly starting to ramp up and starting to get more information out there. You know, training camp starting to begin again. There's something to actually talk about. Uh, So there will be a football-related podcast out tomorrow. And without further ado, I will see you guys tomorrow and talk to you guys tomorrow. Hope you guys have a great Saturday. Get after it. Have a good weekend. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.